welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information and tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful for the podcast growth. So all reviews are appreciated. And lastly, but not least, be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth. So let's get started with today's episode. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 72. Wow. 72 episodes of Becoming Unique. 72 episodes of what I like to think higher vibrational conversations. Conversations to uplift us. Conversations to give us tools to help us heal or improve and, and so much more. Like, um... Yeah, like I am like, you can like hear my smile. Like my smile is like grinning from ear to ear. I just feel like so proud of myself for like really just being consistent with like pushing the needle and getting the information out there for vibrating higher. Um, You know, part of it could be selfish because I want to learn this information too. That's why I want to share it with you guys. So it's out of my curiosity of wanting to grow and move further and higher and and so on and learn. Um, This podcast is here and I want to share it with you guys. I want to share as I'm learning. I want to share with you guys. So Thank you guys for coming along with the Becoming Unique journey. And if you are new to the Becoming Unique um, podcast, definitely like you can always go back and listen to 71 other episodes. So now we are a bi-weekly podcast. When I first started this podcast, I was a weekly podcast. So if you guys are missing that in-between week, there are tons of episodes to go back to and all of the episodes are relevant because it's like you know it's not like I'm a news podcast or a podcast about current events where you know it's outdated none of the stuff that we're talking about here on the Becoming Unique podcast is outdated like you can always go back and I even go back and listen to episodes sometimes I'm like ooh, just some good information you know like I I don't retain all the information that I receive on the podcast all the time. So it's great to go back. And then I'm like capturing new information that I didn't even realize was there before. So anyway, enough of me chit-chatting about, you know, the past episodes of the Becoming Unique podcast. 
you know, let's get into today's podcast. Um, today's podcast is about crystals. And this becoming unique journey is a journey that I have been present on for the past few years. I mean, I feel like it may be really been going on almost five years. It's, it's, it's going on almost five years of me being on the journey, but probably a good solid three years of me being present that I am on the journey. So what we're coming on into this journey, you know, unknowingly at the beginning when I started to walk into this journey of becoming unique, being okay with authentically walking into my true self, you know, part at the beginning of this, you know, I started to discover crystals. And I think I may have said this story on the podcast before that, you know, I had a yoga class and it was going through the the chakras. And when we were going through the chakras, when we got to the throat chakra, you know, I realized there was a lot of stagnant and stuck energy within me. It was like whatever pose the teacher was offering me during the throat chakra series, I was stuck. I couldn't move. And then everything she was saying was relevant to, you know, how I was showing up in this world. And I was like, wow. I think my throat chakra is stuck or, 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 you know, closed, you know, or something to that extent. And then, so as I started to like do my Google research about, oh, the throat chakra, um, you know, one of the suggestions was to get a crystal, to get a blue crystal. So that was actually my first task of going into the, um, going into the search for crystals. I can't say this was my first time ever having a crystal. I believe I've had crystals in the past, but when I've had crystals in the past, you know, I didn't quite know what they meant. Maybe I had a crystal bracelet I saw in the store, you know, or crystal beads or something to that extent, but it didn't like hold a value to me at that time. I didn't like have an understanding on like, why am I wearing this? And so on. So, but this was, I can say, the first time in my memory that I know I went, I went seeking out a crystal store, going into the crystal store in search f- for a blue stone or a blue crystal, you know, to help, to be a tool in helping with my throat chakra. So there's a lot of, um, energy around crystals and it may sometimes seem like, you know, you know, when you don't know about crystals, you know, you're just unaware of it. Like I was in the past, I was wearing a crystal bracelet and maybe had no meaning what the crystal was about or what meaning it had. Or maybe some people may think that, oh, wow, this is like woo-woo stuff. I don't mess with those crystals. That's like woo-woo. So today's conversation is really to just bring some clarity on what are crystals, how could they be useful to you, and so on. And crystals are definitely a tool that is used in vibrating higher. (laughs) You know, it's used a lot in healing. And I think all of us, um, you know, not saying we could use some healing out here, but all of us are dealing with whatever issues that we're dealing with. And healing is definitely part of the prescription for um, most of us out here, you know, on whatever we're dealing with. And crystals could be a tool in your healing journey. So be open to the conversation around crystals. It is definitely a chock full 
episode. So let's get ready. Let's tune in and let's go. Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have an amazing guest by the name of Carolyn. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. (laughs) You're welcome. I absolutely love your accent. Tell everyone where you are, you know, coming in from. (laughs) So I am in Scotland and I live in a place called Polmont, which which is a little village it's very close to there are um, these beautiful um, metal statues which are about a hundred foot high, which are called the Kelpies. So some some Americans may be aware of these these statues. So the Kelpies are mystical creatures which are said to live in the waterways. So that might be one of the things that might distinguish. I also live in between Edinburgh, which is the main um, capital of Scotland, and Glasgow literally 20 minutes from both of those so Scotland oh sounds like you're in an amazing location and I've, I've never heard of the Kelpies I'm gonna have to look it up when we, when we finish this um this call and this conversation oh I'm excited to find out about the Kelpies so before we start to jump into today's topic can you please tell everyone who is Carolyn so I am uh crystal healer. I am a guardian of crystal dragons and skulls. I am a crystal grid creatrix. I'm a Reiki master teacher, a guided meditation teacher, a mindfulness practitioner, and also in my um, NHS, which is our, our National Health Service, I am a sonographer. So I practice medical ultrasound. Um, which is looking for um, liver disease, kidney disease, um, looking at uterus ovaries, things like that. And in my, in my, that's my daytime job. And then in the evening, I um, practice Reiki, meditation, mindfulness. I'm also a wife to Ian, who is my amazing, inspiring and supportive husband. And I am a mother of cats. <laughs> Yes. Um, so you sound like a healer from the from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep because your day job you are working in the healing industry, the medical industry, with helping to detect, um, you know, through sonograms and so on. And and then in the evening you're working with the energetic fields with healing. And this is such a beautiful place to be. Yes, definitely. And well, I think that's it. I'm always, I'm always practicing and healing for myself as well. I think that's one of the things the first and foremost is, although I didn't always do it. So it's something that I am so much better at now. But always, I think the healing always begins with self, doesn't it? Without you having taken care of your own self and your own energy and your own being, you can't then give as much to others. Yes, you are exactly correct on that one. Like that famous quote goes, um, you can't pour from an empty cup. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you must first put the focus and energy into you. I do have a question about your, you know, one of the things you said when you were describing who you were, 
Um, you're a crystal healer, which we're going to talk about crystals today. You're a crystal grid reader, um, which we're going to talk about today. But I've never heard of the crystal dragon. Did you say crystal dragon? Yes, crystal dragon. So I have I have um, crystal dragons. So the crystals are carved by the ones that I have are actually by his name is Leandro de Souza. He's a, in the world of crystals, he's quite famous for his carvings, for his intuitive carvings. So I have um, crystals carved into the shape of dragons. I also have crystals carved into the shape of skulls. So at, later on, I, I'll send you some pictures if you'd like to see them. So mm. the dragon energies for me, I also am born in the year of the dragon. Mm. And I practice Arcturian dragon light healing, which works with the energies of the dragons. So, so the dragons for me represent the wisdom and the knowledge, ancient knowledge, and they also represent magic to mm. me. Okay, so having crystal dragons serves a different energy than just having like the regular crystal. Yes, it, it, I believe it helps amplify the energies in a certain way and brings forward for me the spiritual information um, held within the center of the earth and with the dragons. Each of the crystals will have their own individual properties as well, as well as that energetic from the, that particular dragon energy. So, for example, I have a beautiful crystal um, they're all beautiful, um, but this one I'm holding in my hand at the moment is a rose quartz crystal dragon. Mm -hmm. So the energy from that is all about love and self-love and sending out love and compassion and, and joy. Mm. Okay, okay. I, I love learning. I love learning. And I know I've seen like, you know, on social media, you go through crystal pages, I see dragon, but I never thought that they represented something. I just thought, oh, it's a shape. You know, and sometimes yes. maybe I feel like I may see turtles and, and different other shapes too, but I never, you know, thought deeper into it. So I thank you for schooling me on the crystal dragons you are so welcome my pleasure <laughs> you, can hear, you can hear probably the excitement i'm very passionate i'm passionate about my crystals and and passionate about the energy of the dragons and, and the skulls in particular <laughs> so well this brings us to the next question has crystals always been part of your life and like like what's your journey into crystals today yes they, they have been ever since i was a child my, my father um was a scientist um, and as, as a child when we were walking along the beach he would pick up pebbles and stones which again as a child I didn't know necessarily that about the energetics of them but my, he would explain to me about the formation and and what they um their chemical structures and things like that so one one in particular was a pyrite which is a fool's gold and it has sparkles through it and I still have that crystal to this day from when I was a small child and it felt really comfortable and warm in my hand so I don't know if you've ever experienced it you pick you pick something up and hold it and there's just something that feels really comfortable about it and mm -hmm. and, and it feels as if it belongs if, if that makes sense so that was that was one of the first experiences. So that would be something that we would do regularly. Then my grandmother would buy me crystal grids, uh, crystal gifts rather, like semi-precious stones. Um, and again, I would have them. So each day I would have a different one that I would feel more drawn to than, than, than the other. And instinctively, 
that's what I would do or wear. And it wasn't until I was a good bit older, sort of into my late teens, early 20s, that I started realizing on different days it was because my energy was changing and I felt differently that I was drawn to different crystals more instinctively. Mm. I was out with a group of friends as well and there were six of us and I'd picked up a crystal and had said oh my goodness this is so heavy and it's so hot and it's so and they all looked at me mm. and I thought they were sort of joking with me initially and then at that point I realized they weren't feeling what I was feeling so mm. I realized because to me that was just normal that was just natural that's just how the mm. crystals or the energies felt and I didn't realize that that was any different from anyone else until that point. Mm-hmm. My, my, my job then as, as a sonographer actually is working with crystals. So it's piezoelectric crystals, which means that the, the crystal changes and the electrical current goes through the crystal and it changes the energy of the electricity into a pressure wave, which then goes into the body. And then when that pressure wave comes back to the crystal, the crystal changes it from the pressure wave into an electrical um, current which creates the image so it's a piezoelectric crystal that does that and creates that so it's not kind of surprising really that I was drawn to do that job in that I work with that magic of that crystal energy every day oh wow oh this is so interesting to hear so as with working as a working as with sonograms that that has to do with working with like I'm trying to find the words for it. <laughs> like I understood what you said, but I never knew with you know doing sonograms that it was like a crystal imaging going back and forth. It's the the probe that goes onto the the, the skin surface has yeah. underneath the center of that probe piezoelectric crystals. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes, it does make sense. It does make sense. And so that's why you were drawn to that job because of, you know, you having this long history from your childhood with crystals. I'm pretty sure that was why. I th- I'm, I'm a great believer in nothing really ever happens by chance. I'm, I'm a great believer in, so I think I, I, unconsciously, at an unconscious level, that is why I was drawn to that job. So again, when I'm when I'm doing that, often I'll I'll have looked at an area and then just suddenly feel, oh no, I need to go back and look again. Yeah. And it's my intuition that draws draws me to it, and I'll go back and I'll look. So I do think part of that is to do with the the energy of the of the crystals and the information that comes through, but also on a spiritual level, that intuitive connection that I have, um, mm-hmm. making me go back and look again and find and discover things within the bodies as well as on a spiritual level I'll I'll have a feeling energetically this person just needs a little bit more time spent with them or this person needs a little bit more questioning or probing to 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 be able to get out the answers for their problems wow okay yeah this makes so much sense yeah and this is great that you are so intuitively connected to your day job (laughs) and this is good to hear because a lot of times you know (laughs) people are not necessarily intuitively connected to their day job it's just a job to pay the bills but this is so beautiful to hear that you are intuitively connected and that you understand that it's more than just doing the job that you have to listen to yourself and dig deeper because like I said at the beginning it sounds like you are a healer from the moment you wake up and you are because it takes healing to recognize you know your things on the sonogram because you know it's a diagnosis point so yeah, yeah this is so so beautiful so now for the person that is like 
completely new to crystals and, and, and so on, you know, um, let's try to help them have an understanding of like, what are crystals and like, what are the benefits behind crystals, like the baby ABCs of crystals? So, so, so at the very sort of basic le level, level, the, the crystals um, are, are created by the earth when it's been forming and, and they, they have changed with all the different changes of the planet. Um, and, and they're really the earth's DNA and, and the imp imprint of evolution for, for the earth and the earth as, as, a, as a planet. That's, mm -hmm. that's the sort of um, nitty gritty level of what crystals are. And the, what the crystals want to do is as they've uh, developed, you know, with the pressure and the changes and the heat as the, the, our planet and earth has developed, what they want to do is bring balance and harmony into their environment. That's, that's their job, that's their purpose. So when we work with crystals on, on either, you know, on a physical level, a mental level, a spiritual level, they want to bring balance and harmony into their environment. So if you're holding them or if you have them in their room, depending on, that's what they help to, to do. Obviously, um, as, as someone who works in the medical profession, I, I also would balance that with uh, looking for medical assistance and help, but I will work with my crystals as much as possible to help heal myself and care, care for myself. So that can be with helping me to sleep, with helping I use, um, with helping with pain to a degree, um, although sometimes it's necessary that we do need medication and we need other medical intervention. Mm, okay, I I love that you said that it was the Earth's DNA because it's created by the Earth. Yes. Um, to make that clear, like this is you know, the crystals are not made in a factory, even though there are fake ones out there. There are <laughs> fake ones. Yeah. There are. So, there some are. crystals also actually have been parts of meteorites which have landed on Earth, but the majority of the crystals that we have have been they've been within the Earth at the stage of the our Earth and our planet developing. And, at that metamorphic stage, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. So now a person's like, okay, sounds like crystals may have some healing benefits. How do I go about picking out a crystal? But the, I would say first and foremost, it would be what you feel drawn to. Mm -hmm. So if you go into a crystal shop and it's not always the color that you necessarily fit. A lot of people think, oh, well, I have to have the color that I like best. But really it, what it is, is it's about you, you picking up the crystal and holding it in your hand and seeing how that feels for you mm -hmm. and seeing what you feel most drawn to. Because again, our energy changes from day to day and from morning to evening. So at that particular point in time, when you're there and you're near and you're looking at the crystals, you pick one up and hold it in your hand and see which one you're drawn to. That would that would be my best advice and go with your intuition and how you feel. As a very rough guide, the colors of the crystals can relate to the different chakras. So for example, if you're going for a pink or a green crystal, that would be your, your heart chakra. And that would be about your self-love and your compassion. Um, and a blue crystal would be about your throat chakra. So your throat chakra, about your self-expression, about being able to, to communicate, whether that's with the, the spoken word, the written word, um, 
or or also to be able to communicate your truth and speak your truth sometimes people find it difficult to express themselves and speak truth truthfully and from their hearts so blue crystals would work with the throat the, the throat chakra um, a clear crystal like a clear quartz crystal is what's called a master healer so it can work with any of your chakras throughout your entire body so if you were going to start out with your very basic um little crystal package one of my top crystals would be to have a clear quartz one which is very widely available and a reasonably priced one um, and then the next one for me certainly would be the the rose quartz for that working with your heart chakra and your self-love um, mm -hmm. but the biggest thing is what feels right to you as an individual because as we are all unique and we're all individual so are the crystals and mm -hmm. they want to work with you and work with your energies and bring bar balance and harmony at whatever stage you are at that point in your life or in your day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, when I started my crystal journey a few years ago, um, you know, I did my Google research and I was like, you know, I diagnosed that I needed to work on my throat chakra. So throat chakra was blue. So now I went off to the crystal store and I was like, I'm looking for a blue crystal. <laughs> but, you know, there wasn't a blue crystal that was resonating with me. And I ended up picking up, I, I can't even think of the name of the crystal that I ended up getting it was a black crystal um with like beautiful like um I feel like blue lines in it um like oh yes you know you know which one I'm talking about um but it, it I it wasn't about the way it looked it was about the energy I felt once I put it in the palm exactly of my, in exactly. my the palm of my hand so um so yeah so just remember sometimes we think we we know what we want from our mental space but our you know our higher self or our intuition and our vibration understands what we need energetically so you know like you said intuitive like what are you being guided towards and just honoring your intuition um oh, when picking out the crystal because you know our higher self seems to know <laughs> know knows what's best sometimes <laughs> definitely definitely Okay. Okay. So this, this so far has been such great information that we're getting about um, crystals on a very gentle level. Because sometimes when I'm listening to things about crystals, it's like all these names are coming at me and I don't have visuals to go with them and I'm getting lost and confused, but I think you're doing such an amazing job. Oh, like thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so now, Someone goes to the store, they go ahead, they find their crystal that's energetically calling them and they bring it home. And it's like, now, what do I do? How do I incorporate this crystal into their life? So firstly, what I would, what I would want to do would be to cleanse that crystal and, and clear it because if they've, they've been in a shop and lots of different people have, have been touching them, then it's gonna hold on to some of the energetics of these, of, of, of these individuals. So mm -hmm. I would want to cleanse and clear my crystals. So the crystals that I had suggested there, the clear quartz or the rose quartz, you can wash them and clean them under running water. And as you're holding them and clearing them under the running water, you set your intention that the energy of the crystal is cleared and cleansed for your use, for your highest good. Mm 
-hmm. that would be the first thing that I would I, I would want to do and then as I've said it's all it's all about intention it's the intention with which you choose to use them so it's always I, I always do I do I practice Reiki as well so I'm an energetic healer so you if you have Reiki or an, or an energy healer you can hold the crystals and cleanse and clear them energetically using your Reiki or your energy healing another way to cleanse or clear them as well as you can um, use incense and allow the smoke to filter over and cleanse and clear the crystal that way so that would be the first thing to do cleanse and clear, clear your crystal and then just sit with your crystal and, and, and get to know it. You set the intention that whatever it is. So, for example, about the, the rose quartz, if you're holding it in your hand and you're asking you the, for guidance and assistance with the crystal and bringing you balance and harmony, self-love and compassion, or also sending out into the room with which in you, with, within which you're sitting to send out that loving energetic en energy and harmony within the whole room so th those that would be how I would initially start using the crystal mm -hmm. okay so yeah that's very important yeah so sometimes we do we may go online and say you know and not get the information that the first thing you need to do is cleanse your crystal because it is an energy force and we want to cleanse all the energy that has been, you know, coming upon it through all, yes. its, through, through all its travels. And I also hear like, you know, if you buy like, like you, you have um, stones like in your, in your jewelry, like your rings, or let's say you go to a thrift store and you buy like a crystal ring or a diamond ring. And we don't know whose energy has been on it before. I hear that you're supposed to like bury it in the ground to cleanse it. That, that is another way. Yeah, there are, there are lots of different ways. As I've said, the, the running water is one of the easiest ones, unless your crystal ends in eight. So pyrite, um, okay. hematite, the ending in eight, ideally you don't want to use water with those. So those, yes, you can bury them in the sand, you can bury them in the earth, mm -hmm. you can you can use the Reiki, you can um, smoke, again, you can smoke them with incense, with sage, with Paolo Santo, any of those. So you can cleanse them in all of those ways, yes. So equally, though, the rings, I would, if it was rings or antiques that I was using, I would use Reiki to cleanse them or water mm -hmm. to cleanse them. Or, yes, you can bury them. You can bring in a little a little plant pot and mm. put put them inside the earth, inside your plant pot as well, and leave them there overnight and setting the intention that the energies are cleared and cleansed and removed so that that crystal then works with you for your highest good. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. About I never thought about the plant pot, but that makes sense. Okay, so now that they cleanse their crystals, now what do they do with the crystal? They, you can sit and hold it just in your hand and meditate with it and see what comes forth for you and ask for any guidance or messages to be from your, your spiritual guides to come through the crystal for you. Mm -hmm. You can wear it. So some people wear them, um, and I, I do sometimes as well, wear them in, in, the, in my bra or, in my, or carry them in my pocket. So, for example, um, one of the crystals that I would use if I felt I needed protection, so um, spiritual protection or energetic protection, I would use black tourmaline. So I would carry that in my pocket or I would wear it, wear it in, tucked inside my bra or 
um, yeah. although that that sometimes you forget that it's there and then they fall down the, they fall down yeah. the toilet or get get lost yeah so that would be so you can wear them and um tonight I'm wearing a, a I've got a crystal bracelet which is all crystal beads on my my wrist um I've got a crystal necklace so that's close to my heart and my throat you can put them into your plants to help your plants grow and encourage the plants to grow you can also use them with animals so I, my cat absolutely loves the crystals and the energies of the crystals and he has one crystal in particular which he always goes to and I have actually watched him pull it underneath his chest and lie on top of it oh. so it's it's not a small crystal either either and it's quite jaggy but he is drawn to that energy and lies on top of it underneath his chest and it obviously gives him com comfort so you can use them for your animals you can use them encouraging your plants to grow you can use them wearing them on your person in the areas to bring forth those energies and you can also there's a crystal called citrine which is a beautiful yellowy bright crystal so that crystal you can put inside your purse because it's said to bring forth abundance and good fortune so mm. there are so many different ways that you you can use them and the more you start working with them and the more you start getting used to them they the that intuitively the guidance will come forward for you as well so you get them enjoy them play with them hold with them sit with them some some nights I'll just come home and pick up one of my crystals and sit on the couch when I'm watching telly and just stroke the crystal and it's yeah. something very restful and soothing about it and mm -hmm. um, again it's what you feel drawn to doing with it but initially I would start by you can have them under your pillow as well for helping you to sleep so for example amethyst I would say would be a lovely crystal for helping it's very soothing and very calming and it can help bring you pleasant dreams so you can pop that under your pillow at night mm. um so many different ways okay okay beautiful um you, when you talked about your cat you said that it's a jagged one a jagged crystal and it made me think of another question um because when you go into the crystal shop you, you see a lot a lot of shiny pretty 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 crystals and then you see some ones that are maybe a little more jagged a little more rough looking you know could you explain the difference between you know it could be the same type of crystal it could be a rose quartz, and you see one that's dull looking and maybe um, more jagged looking and then you see one that's shiny and smooth what's the difference between the two so the, the the difference would be the the I think that's that's a really good question because often people think well no it, does it or or they might think does it have to be does it have to be a what what they consider proper crystal looking if that makes sense rather than it being rounded or it being tumbled so tumble stones might are the most common ones that you would find so they are the smaller stones that are really highly polished that are quite widely available and that they have been tumbled to make them smooth and fine and make them make them look prettier and more attractive but they also again they tend to be a, a cheaper option but that does not mean that they're any less powerful it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it's not going to work it doesn't mean that it's not good so tumbles tumble stones which are those smaller ones that just look like little very shiny pebbles i guess they yeah. are equally as powerful and as good as the larger the larger crystals the crystals that are in their raw form or the shape that that might look more jagged so if you have a crystal that has got sort of two jagged points on the end of it 
and it's not it hasn't been tumbled and made all smooth what you can do with that is you can use the point so the crystal can um, transmit and receive energies depending on which way you have the point so i have a i have a citrine ring which is shaped to a triangular point at one side so when I wear that, if I want to bring forth energies of a joy and abundance to myself, I have that point facing in and towards me because I want to receive. So the point focuses it for you almost like a laser and it focuses it, the energy of it to that point. Or if I want to be sending out to everybody joy and abundance and sharing, I turn the ring the other way so that it's pointing outwards from me towards everyone else. So it's therefore it's transmitting and sending out to them. Okay. Okay. So when the difference between the shiny, the tumbled and like the more rough or jagged ones is that one is, um, you know, more polished, but there is no difference in the power that they both have to. There's, there's no there's no real difference in the energetic of that crystal. It will still bring the balance and harmony, as I've said, the the the, the pointed. So in, um, I have it's a crystal wand. So if I was doing a treatment or a healing for somebody with the, the, the point, what the point does is brings that energy and focuses directly to the point. So um, I sometimes have problems with my tendon in my arm because of the scanning. So I might hold the point of, of a, um, for, for a blue lace agate or a clear quartz crystal right to the point of where the pain is and it mm -hmm. kind of gets right to the heart of the matter and the point whereas if I'm holding a smoothed and rounded crystal the energies this it does a similar thing but it sends it out more gently and more rounded and more evenly okay yes that, that makes sense yeah, yeah. definitely okay one, one of, on, on that attack um so a crystal, a crystal, a crystal sphere or a crystal globe, what that does is, is sends out a uniform amount of energy throughout the entire room within which it's situated. So that would be what a sphere would do. It would send out the energy in all directions, completely uniformly within your room, whereas a point focuses exactly to a specific point. And if you were holding it, you can use energy or Reiki to direct it to that point. Does that Makes yeah sense. yeah yeah that makes sense and it's like it, i guess it's kind of like it makes well it makes tons of sense because the point is pointing for a reason <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. yes but but as you've said it's uh when you see them and if if that's something that you you um you don't know about you don't know and you just think well which is best why would i choose that what would you do with that so yeah um, hopefully that's helped <laughs> yeah yeah it helped me because you know even though i'm i'm I know a little something about crystals, but you know, that's why I have you here today because I want to learn more about crystals. But I definitely you brought more understanding around the point. So now I understand. And even I feel like I do have a couple of crystals that do have the point. Now I understand how to utilize that point as well, too. Because you may buy and been energetic, you know, directed to buy the crystal, but then now you have it and it's like you're not even understanding what to do with the point. And I have another question about now you buy this crystal. What about if someone never puts an intention on the crystal? Will the crystal do, still do, do what it needs to do? So they buy a rose quartz, just bring it home, they cleanse it, but they, they don't have a conversation with the crystal and tell this crystal what it wants it to do. 
the, yeah, the crystal, the crystal will send, it will still send out, it will send out that it will want to bring the harmony and the balance to the environment that it's in. Yeah. So if you're holding it in, in your hand, it's still going to be imparting some of that energy. And now, do you need to be mindful of your thoughts when you're holding in your hand? What about if you're thinking like negative thoughts and you're holding this rose quartz? What about if you're not thinking loving thoughts? Like, oh, I'm so this, or I'm so that, I wish I could be this. Um, what's the crystal feeling? The crystal, the, with the crystal, with the rose quartz, uh, that it would be a good crystal for that because again, it, if you keep holding it in your hand, it will want to bring you balance. It will want to bring you harmony. It will want to help you heal. It will want to help you transmute or be rid of those feelings. It will want to raise your vibration and bring forth love for you. Mm -hmm. So if, if you hold it and hang on to it, even though you start feeling like that, if you sit with it long enough, you should, you should find that some of those feelings will start to dissipate. Mm -hmm. yeah and the crystal can help absorb and remove the one crystal i guess that i would say i would be very careful with um in particular it comes to mind is um black obsidian so mm. the black obsidian um is like a mirror really so if you're holding that and sending in lots of negativity and feeling lots of negative things what that does is reflect those things back at you Mm. so it's it's very powerful and it's a wonderful crystal it is a wonderful crystal to work with but you have to, I would I personally would consider for me I would be very careful in using it and if I would not want to go and work with it when I was feeling very negative or if I was sending out bad and negative vibes because that would be what would be reflected back to me what it wants to do is it wants to bring up your shadow side and the mm -hmm. dark side of our personalities or, or and that part of your nature. And it wants to bring that mirror up in front of you and show you what it is so that you can be able to heal that and work on that. But I would not recommend that you do that unless you are someone who is used to working with crystals and working with energetics and someone who specifically wants to um, look at their shadow side and start working on that. Is that... Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's good to know. Thank you for pointing that out to us. Because <laughs> so if someone is energetically pulled to buy, pick up that crystal, they understand like, okay, I may have this crystal, but today may not be the day for me to work with this crystal. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and as I've said, it's a very useful and very powerful crystal for showing you in your own nature the things that you maybe don't like or the things that you maybe don't want to look at. Sometimes, you know, no, no one's perfect. I don't believe anyone is, is, mm -hmm. is perfect. We all have maybe some parts of us that we, we maybe maybe don't want to recognize but that's what the black obsidian will do it will bring it right up in your face for you to see it so that you can work on it so that you can clear it but it it mm. will it will bring it in a in a powerful and forceful way yeah okay okay so yeah you have to be mindful on that one yes so now we're starting to have you know the person is we're all starting to have an understanding what what crystals are how to go pick it out what do we do with the crystals now we're ready to up level our crystal game and something i've been seeing is called crystal grids yes what are crystal grids like i haven't started working with crystal grids so i'm ready to like learn on what the crystal crystal so what the what the crystal grids are is it's i think the best way of describing it is is if you if you put 
several of the crystals all together, then they work in, they work in harmony together. So what it does is it amplifies the energy of the crystals. So that's like you listening to just one person singing as against to listening to a choir, or mm-hmm. you having one battery to charge up your, your torch instead of five. So you, you, five batteries is gonna amp it all up. So, so having more crystals all together, working in harmony, brings forth greater energies and it amplifies and focuses the energies to a higher degree. Mm, I like that you did the reference to a choir reference to the solo singer. So thank yeah, you. Thank yeah, you. that was really good. So yeah, with the choir, you're gonna it's gonna be more impactful. Um, but oh yes. yeah, so okay. So what does a grid look like for the someone that's never seen it before? The grids can look, there's so many variations of, of grids. I, I, I could probably, I could talk for hours on the grid things. The, the, Chris, the, the crystal grids can look very different. I've, I have, everyone, again, I have a different way of, of producing them to others. So some people choose to use, um, and I do use sacred geometry. So you can, you can get um, the flower of life designs. You can get... Um, a whole range of different designs that you can have, you can print on paper from the internet, and then you can place your crystals within those geometric, um, mm. these geometric shapes for amplifying the energy and sending out the energy in a certain way. So, um, for example, the Star of David. So, if you set out your crystals in the shape and around the Star of David, what that, what the Star of David represents is bringing down the heaven. And the energy of heaven down and into earth. Mm-hmm. So you would then set out in that shape, place all of your crystals within it, and set that intention and ask for the energy to flow down and through that into the sh- in the shape of Star of David. So that would be that would be one of the things that you, that that you could do with the crystal grid. Um, I use Reiki and Reiki symbols when I I make my my grids and I'm a Reiki I'm attuned to crystal Reiki as well as Usui Reiki and several other ascending ascending earth Reiki and aura empowerment Reiki so I use um Reiki symbols which I draw over the crystals and and then set them and place them in that way and I also use the um energetics of different flowers different essential oils and things that are brought forth and gifted from nature. So different, again, I use a blend of the crystals, the um, Reiki symbols, and some of the geometric shapes, and also elements from the earth, such as if I want to bring in elements of the sea, I would have shells. If I want to use um, uh, roses, the roses are the sort of very high vibrational um, they're said to be associated with the goddess Isis and also with Mary Magdalene. So they, that would that would represent bringing in those energies incorporated within the grid as well. They can they can be as simple or as complex as you choose when you start working with them. Mm, okay, so there's a large variety of different crystal grids. It's not just one type of crystal. No, it's not. Okay. It's not just one type yet. There's a huge type, and again, it would. There's a large variety, and it would depend on the um, 
not just the shapes that you, you use to um, place the crystals on, but also the shapes of the crystals that you use within it and the number of crystals that you use within it and the element it can, as I've said, it can be, it can become quite complex or it can be just as simple as you, you place in maybe seven crystals all together and on within the shape that's been pre-drawn pre, um, pre for you within that shape and then setting your intention on how you would like your crystal grid to work for you yeah and, and you know i feel like you know now that we're in 2022 i think everybody and everything is just trying to make it as simple as they can so i know when i've been into metaphysical shops and i've seen the crystal grids a lot of times i've seen it in simple form like they kind of do all the work for you where it's like a crystal grid for uh, manifesting, a crystal yes. grid for love. Yeah. So you don't have to necessarily say, how am I going to like take my crystals and make this shape? You can go ahead and maybe Google, what are you looking for? Oh, I'm looking to amplify love in my life or I'm looking to um, manifest in my life. Then, you know, I'm assuming you can just, you know, maybe Google, Google and order a crystal grid to kind of go with that whatever energy force that you're um that you're looking for yes yes you can and I, um, and again again though with that when you get the crystals if you get that you still want to cleanse and create clear them and the biggest part about the grids is working with the power of your intention mm -hmm. you're setting the intention for that particular grid now for yourself is so now with the grids they're kind of like particular there there's the shape and i guess you put a crystal in the center and on the sides is there a wrong way to do a crystal grid like let's say someone doesn't do it right <laughs> and someone doesn't do it the way it's set up you know is there a wrong way or something wrong? I, I don't think that there's necessarily i don't think that there's necessarily a wrong way at what i the part of it i would again recommend is uh, if you're not used to working with crystals and you're just starting out, I would not use a crystal grid because it's almost like you're trying to run before you can walk. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's going out there and going, okay, I've never used them before. I'm just going to go in the shop and I'm going to make this big crystal grid. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that you do that. I would recommend that you get used to working with the energies of crystals and how mm -hmm. they feel and how you feel about them intuitively before you then start to go and develop and look at doing the crystal grids as they, because they can be very powerful and those energies can be very powerful so I um for an example of that is I've got some uh the Herkimer diamonds which is very is is a, again a very powerfully energetic crystal and the Herkimer diamond I have comes to a very sharp point I also have some of my crystal skulls are clear quartz master hero, healer crystals. And I have a couple of what are called Vogel points. So they are carved precisely to a specific angulation and number of degrees. So they focus the energy very sharply and powerfully. I had just got um, one of them and I had the three of them sitting beside me, pointing directly at me, un, you know, without thinking. And I felt really almost disconnected and lightheaded and as if I was floating and I wasn't quite sure what was going on. And then it was one of my other friends who's a crystal healer had said, and she went, look where you've got them. So I had them pointing directly at me and directly at my head. And that's what it was. Mm -hmm. I was 
focusing and absorbing all of that energy straight to me and it, it, it was just it was too much yeah. <laughs> and I am I am someone who actually works with the crystals and does so that it was just at that point in time I wasn't I wasn't paying attention and um I did feel whoa <laughs> like I was yes blown away by that energy and what I do sometimes now is as well as I set up a little circuit board for myself if I'm feeling I need a little energy boost and I will have one of each of those crystals in my hand pointing in and towards me and then out and it and it definitely does give me a little energy charge and make me feel energized and charged so mm. they, they have that ability so I would be I would be careful with the grids that don't start straight off going right bang I'm going to do this grid I'm going to have this I would work with the crystals and get used to their energies and practicing with them and then start to build that up yeah that's such great advice baby steps don't you know don't be yeah. like you know what I need powerful energy I'm just going to get straight to the crystal grid take your time <laughs> <laughs> take your time and yes. work on the baby steps and once you feel like a comfortable level then you can slowly start to you know entertain the crystal um the crystal grids yes. so 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 let's say someone's listening and they're like okay I've been doing crystals for years I feel comfortable with my crystals I'm ready to get my first crystal grid um what advice do you have any advice for that person um, with setting up the, they say I already have like a crystal grid I just want to set it up and you know like advice on where they should put it at in their home how long should the crystal grid go for like how long do you have it going for is you know and and so on so the 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 amount of time that you have them going for really depends on what what specifically what it is that you want to be doing with them and also how quickly the energy is going to run within those crystals so i would i've got at the moment i've got um i've got a couple of grids running so within the room that i am i, I have a grid of crystal protection so it's to raise raise the vibrations within the room and transmute any negative energies within the room and keep the energy clear and cleansed and protected so I have that all around this room so I I will go every so often though and cleanse and clear the crystals again and recharge and reset that grid mm -hmm. so I use a pendulum to do that mm -hmm. so that would be one thing you would use your pendulum to check so you can ask you you can check with your pendulum how long does this is this grid still active is it still running if you're going to have them in your home, you would want to put them in an area where they're not going to be disturbed and there's not going to be lots of people touching them because again, and anybody touches or moves, then they're bringing that their energy in into your crystal grid and it's going to cause some disruption to it. Mm -hmm. So you would want to have it in an area with, and again, if you practice Feng Shui, you would look at the areas within your house and choose, you know, if, if, you, if it's your relationships corner and you want to bring harmony and balance, you would you would put your crystal grid there. Or if it's about your career and your progress and your business, then you could have your crystal grid within your room where you do all your work for your business. Mm -hmm. um, and look at look at the Feng Shui. I do. I use crystal grids for sending distant healing. And I also use the crystal grids for earth healing, sending healing to the earth and down and working with the ley lines. So those crystal grids I don't have in the house. I have them outside and in my garden within where I do believe there are ley lines within the garden because the energy of those is is powerful energetically. And I, 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 I want to be able to sleep 
So I, I don't want those in the house. I want them in yeah. the garden and out in the earth and in connection with the earth to send out that healing out into the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I have a question. Does your cat, yes. does your cat ever mess with the crystal grids? Like the yes. jump up? And yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. He does. He okay. absolutely, the, the, um, the very first time well, may, may I tell you, I'll tell you about, if I may tell you about this, actually, it was one of the very first um, crystal healing sessions that I had done in my house for, for someone who fortunately was a friend. And at the end of the crystal healing, I, leave, I, I would set up a grid on the person's body and around their body. And then also underneath the table where they are, I would set up a grid for them, for the energetic, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the treatment, um, I, I lay out all the crystals that I've used and allow them to choose a crystal. So at the point where we were discussing, and I had an idea of which one I thought would be best for the person, but it's for the person to choose, not for me. So I was, I had 15 or 16 crystals all laid out, at which point my cat jumped into the room, jumped on the table and actually smacked one crystal out of the 15 right at my friend, which hit her in the chest. Wow. And she picked the crystal up and said, I cannot believe that that is the crystal I was going to pick. Wow. So, and she'd said, she said, I honestly, if I had not seen that with my own eyes, I would never have believed. So out of all 15 crystals, mm-hmm. he hit her with the one she was going to pick. So, so we were both kind of laughing and going, well, I guess he's made that decision for you. <laughs> he's helped yeah. you with your decision. So that was the, that was, the, the the crystal grid on the person's body for chakra balancing was what that was for I, sh- I should have said that earlier when we were at, we were talking about grids and what you could do mm-hmm. um and you can do that that would be the simplest form on your chakras that you can do for yourself when you started working with your crystals and the other the other time was when I was setting up a grid for sending out earth healing and it was when there was the fires out in Australia and I was sending earth healing out to Uluru, out to all of Australia and the area and, and the areas of, of the fires. And he jumped up and knocked one crystal from the grid. So I had about 20 or 30 crystals in this one particular one. He knocked it off. So I picked it back up, put it back down. He knocked it back off. I picked it back up, put it back down. And then at the point on the third point where I was thinking, oh, and I checked with my pendulum. And that one crystal was not fitting in with the rest of them. So he was spot on. So he he does. So when I'm out in the garden making up my crystal grids, he often comes out and has a sniff and looks around. And if he doesn't knock them off, um, and usually, usually I am pretty, I do the grids and set them all up intuitively. And then I don't often recheck with the with the pendulum whether they're correct or not, because I know they just feel right. And but, but he comes and just has a look and sees whether he's happy with them. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of like the investigator of your crystals. He is the investigator. Whenever I get new skulls or new crystal dragons, he comes and has a look at them and then rubs his head on them, which is kind of like him accepting them into the family, which is really, is really cute. <laughs> okay so uh, so but he doesn't like you don't wake up in the morning and then like a grid you set up the night before is just all scattered all over the floor because he was just having a ping pong game with the crystals (laughs) no never never he has never done that and it, it is usually it's only he will move one so really 
it's I, I guess he he is he's he's my cat isn't he so he yeah. he feels my energy and he's I, I guess I call him my crystal reiki cat yeah yeah oh that's that's really cool so you know what advice would you give like a newbie when it comes to crystals I, I would I would say definitely have fun enjoy them experiment with them get to know them and set up again whatever it is that you feel drawn to intuitively and as a very rough and basic guide my my top crystals would be a clear quartz a rose quartz an amethyst um and and build on from there on whatever it is that you feel drawn to one of one of the crystals which i i really like which is the national crystal of scotland is a smoky quartz mm. so it's a lovely gentle protective and grounding crystal as well and again those are those three crystals that i've named are quite widely available and and not overly expensive it doesn't have to be a big huge expensive um fancy crystal it, it doesn't have to be and it doesn't have to be a fancy shape the tumbles are just as powerful and useful get to know them work with them enjoy them oh yeah that was definitely um beautiful so let's have do you have any final notes on crystals crystal grids that we may not have you know covered in this episode even though I think you did an amazing job, but <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, I suppose the, the the only little bit was that I was saying about you you can use you can use them for doing some of your health your self healing for doing chakra balancing, um, by placing placing different crystals on the different centers of your body. I actually have an online course, which oh. is, is uh, on um a self-guided chakra balancing crystal healing course, which is, is available online. And by when I say a course, it's really a, it's a workshop. It's got videos, it's got PDF files, it's got um, me talking through how you cleanse the crystals, how you clear the crystals, how you charge the crystals, oh, how you cool. use your crystals, how you would use a pendulum, um, and also little... Um, all about the chakras, what what it feels like if they're out of balance, and then guided meditations with myself and my friend as well. So I I actually have that I have that available. That's that if you were interested, I would send you the information. Um, yeah, I, I'll put the link in the um in the show notes, and if anyone's interested in um connecting with you, so they can go ahead and um get get the course from you i will definitely put that information there thank you for um letting us know about that because you know especially if someone's at the end of this episode they're they're interested they're interested in learning more and you know to have the visuals and more details around it that that's amazing like the self-guided um course so definitely um, send me the email with the information. I'll put it up in the show notes. So you guys can dig deeper and learn more and more uh, without, you know, because sometimes when you go on YouTube or you go on Google and you're trying to get an answer, you may have to go through 10 videos, five videos, looking at all these different answers. But if you have a direct course there, you know, to help you along the way, it's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So before we close out today's episode, um, I would love for you to tell everyone what does becoming unique mean to you? Becoming unique for me is, is, is about standing in my own power, about being able to, to speak from the heart, honestly, and, and, and um, express myself. For a long time, when I initially um, began on my journey and when I started working in the NHS, I was a bit, I was afraid of judgment. Mm. I, was, I was afraid to express and show people who I really am. And so that for me is, is what becoming unique is right, right here, right now. And in this moment, I am completely comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm comfortable with, with, with telling people what I do, how I feel about it, sharing my passions, sharing my knowledge. And I no longer fear the judgment um, because if people choose to judge me, then that's, that's okay. That's that everyone's entitled to their opinions, mm -hmm. but I am me. I am unique. I, 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 I speak from the heart and send out love. And if, and if people don't uh, sort of jive with my energy, then that's okay. That's okay. And I'm, I'm at peace with that. I, that's absolutely beautiful. And I love that you had said that, you know, the honesty that you had, that you was afraid of judgment. And I think a lot of us suffer from that We're yeah. afraid of judgment, yeah. which is putting a blockage of us being our authentic selves. Absolutely. Yeah. For, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think so many of us can definitely relate to that. But, you know, once we, you know, shred those feelings of being afraid of our judgment and standing in your power, you are truly authentically starting to walk into your uniqueness. So, yes. um, so embrace, embrace your in unique individuality, embrace it mm -hmm. and we and 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 be proud of it stand in your power that would be my advice for everyone. yes stand in your power that sounds stand. like a t-shirt <laughs> stand in your power in <laughs> your power yes <laughs> the judgment no get away from me judgment um i love it oh my goodness you are nothing but amazingness amazingness and um i thank you so much for showing thank up you and so much and so are you unique it's been wonderful speaking with you i've thoroughly enjoyed it it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you for inviting me thank you thank you thank you ditto ditto <laughs> Thank you so much to Carolyn for showing up for the Becoming Unique podcast. Make sure you check the show notes out so you could go ahead and check out her offerings. I appreciate you guys for showing up and I will see you guys around the next time. Bye.